Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Hello, welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. I had the whizzy intro, but someone paid me to keep quiet about it. Um, we are here to do the news. Uh, how are you, Troy? My name's J. Joe Troy. This is already a good start. Not even 20 seconds in. What a shit show. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, it's very fucking hot. It is. That, that's what I'm blaming scorching. on the shit show. Scorching, scorching. That's uh, what I'm blaming on the shit show. I think I'm going to have to cut some fucking sleeves off some t-shirts this week. Yeah, I've, I've bust out my Warren Banks vest because it's it's that kind of weather. That's a, that's a very nice vest. It is a nice vest. I'm wearing a lyrical dragon shirt. Oh, yeah. Just a rep, Repre- rep, rep, representing there. those British indie wrestlers. Top stuff. Yeah. Lovely stuff. I, I, I did have a Hangman Page uh, shirt on, but it's literally drenched from me doing one activity today. Just, Just one. one. Just one. <laughs> well, actually, not more than one. I, I fed, I fed my sister's dog, and then I changed my bed, and I was like, "It's that muggy." I was just dripping. I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna have to change my shirt here." Disgusting. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. Um, very warm day. Um, should we, should we just get straight into it because it's a big. There's a lot of stuff to kind of break down and digest. There is. There's a lot to get through about one particular individual. Well, there's two big controversy ones to get there through. Is. There is. One in the rest of the world as well. Um, but yeah, Vince McMahon reportedly agreed to pay out more hush money over sexual misconduct allegations. Yay! Put the man in jail. Um, according to the Wall Street Journal, McMahon agreed to pay more than $12 million over the past 16 years to suppress allegations of sexual misconduct and infidelity. Um the payouts reportedly went to four women who previously associated with WWE. Uh, the women reportedly signed agreements that prohibit them from discussing potential legal claims um, against all, all their relationships. Um, probably should have done this earlier, but I'll do it now. I'm going to give a trigger warning to anyone because uh, it does go a little bit more into detail. So if this sort of might upset you, um, maybe fast forwards about five, ten minutes and possibly more. Uh, probably more, actually, to be fair, because we've got quite a lot to get get through on it. Um, and, yeah, just because just it is it is unpleasant. Um, and, yeah, obviously we don't want to upset any listeners. Um, so, yeah, um, carrying on. The unreported settlements... Uh, reportedly include a 7.5 million pack for the former wrestler who alleged that Mr. McMahon coerced her into giving him oral sex and then demoted her and ultimately declined to renew her contract in 2005 after she resisted further sexual encounters. The wrestler and her attorney reportedly approached Mr. McMahon in 2018 and negotiated the payment in return for her silence. Um, Another unreported deal reportedly states a WWE contractor pre- presented the company with unsolicited nude photos of Mr. McMahon. She reported receiving them from him and allegedly that she that he had sexually harassed her on the job. According to people familiar with the women's 2008 non-disclosure agreements, Mr. McMahon had paid to pay, pay her roughly a million dollars. Um, 
finally it's reported that a 2006 agreement, um, a former manager who had worked 10 years for Mr. McMahon before he allegedly in, initiated a sexual relationship with her was paid $1 million to keep quiet about it. There is, the report states that Mr. McMahon's affairs at the company were common knowledge according to former WWE employees. It's undetermined by uh, Wall Street Journal whether the board probe includes the non-disclosure agreements involved in the contract there and the former manager or how far they back the investigation will go. A spokesman for the board in the, the board's independent um, directors declined to comment and neither Mr. Laurinaitis nor an attorney for Mr. McMahon responded to requests for comment by the Wall Street Journal also. Damn. I yeah, I mean... Got nothing to get fucking wild. Absolutely wild. Yeah, I mean, it, a lot of kind of what we're going to be talking about with Vince, it does... It, it, it almost gives an air of because he's gotten away with a lot of this stuff like so long that now he kind of feels untouchable. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it just makes your stomach turn a bit, doesn't it? It's not the best, I. It's yeah. Uh, as you say, disgusting. Um, that's, disgusting. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. I, I mean, there's obviously there's a lot of stuff that's been talked about over the years. Um, hell of a lot of controversy within WWE with like this kind of thing throughout its history. Mm. Um, usually, usually Vince is sort of kept out of the line of fire. Um, and obviously, like Johnny A seems to be taking like the fall a lot of, for, for a lot of this stuff, but I do. Mm. The more that comes out, the more I'm thinking, like, surely they know, like, they can't keep him in that company. No. Like, like e even, even like, keeping him in the role that he's in now as a writer, they, they can't. Just, like, nowhere near it. Nowhere near the company. Like, look at it this way. If I got, th this is, like, on a much lesser scale, but it's still a point, I, it still kind of stands valid, like, validity. If I got caught stealing and work, I was under investigation. They wouldn't have me anywhere near my job. No, absolutely not. I, I'd be I'd be sent home, mm -hmm. suspended without pay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You in, in any job, anywhere. So he's been, he's had some really serious allegations made against them, mm. um, which involve a lot of like, as I say, sexual misconduct, sexual harassment. Stuff that stuff that people have been fired for for, for less mm -hmm. within that company. Within that company, yeah, that's the Barmy thing. And he stepped down from like his main role, but he's like, I'm still going to do these duties. It's like, well, no, you should step away. Just step away entirely, not completely. I'll come away from this role, but I'll give myself thing. something else. Like, yes, yeah. yeah, not on. Um, not on. Yeah. Do you want to tell us what Fightful had to say about this? I. <clears throat> Uh, so they elaborated on this um, and stated, upon publishing the story, that Fightful was contacted by multiple WWE staff, including some who had remained quiet in the past about Mr. McMahon's handling of the situation. One told Fightful they had remained quiet in the past about McMahon's handling. Of, oh, sorry, I've, I've reread the same line. It's been a long weekend. Uh, one told Fightful they'd wished they'd spoken out sooner 
has said that Mr. McMahon's response would often go up from no selling the whole thing to being defiant. He also said that after Vince McMahon's uh, pointless June the 17th appearance, he returned to the gorilla position and shouted, fuck him, seemingly in response to the allegations that caused his insistence to appear on television. Mr. McMahon has appeared on three episodes of Raw and SmackDown in total since then and made a rare public appearance at UFC 276. He's scheduled to be at the site of SmackDown on Friday night, but we don't know if he's appearing on screen. With uh, sorry, When the initial Wall Street Journal story emerged, a former talent contacted Fightful and they said at least one major story would come out in the coming weeks, but didn't feel comfortable identifying the story specifically. They confirmed to Fightful this morning it was tied to the former talent who gained a $7.5 million agreement. Mr. McMahon's behavior was heavily rumored among the writing team uh, based on those that we spoke to, uh, though we didn't hear if elements of coercion or NDAs were well known. One former writer we spoke to said that Mr. McMahon's relationships would be half-joking excuses as to why he'd be late to meetings before TV. Everyone that Fightful spoke to, um, sorry, everyone that Fightful spoke with continued to believe that John Laurinaitis was done in the company and believes that he has a golden parachute deal with WWE that will likely take care of him. Female talent had been contacted uh, sorry, female talent had contacted Fightful last year upon his promotion back into talent relations, expressing their frustration. Uh, one higher up told Fightful, Johnny Ace's ninth life is about to be lost. WWE have not been able, uh, sorry, been available to speak on the record about the allegations and reports, but have spoken with Fightful privately and expressed displeasure and extreme frustration with Vince, uh, with Vince McMahon's handling of it. Fightful's request for comments went unreturned by WWE on this matter. We also reached out to those close to the situation on the matter and former WWE referee Rita Chatterton, uh, who made rape allegations regarding Vince McMahon in the 1980s. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, as I say, it, it, it all feels like a power play, doesn't it? Like mm, a little bit. It, it's like it's like him show like appearing on TV shows. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be ousted. Mm. This they're not gonna win. He thinks he's the good guy in the situation. I don't but like this at all. Like it's just it's his that's such so disturbing poor taste. Is, yeah. yeah, he feels like he's like it's like the steroid trial. He felt like he was getting fucking a witch hunt from the US government and he kept acting like he'd like he was the good guy in the piece. That's like we, we make jokes a lot about like stand up for WWE man mentality, mm. but it is like it's almost like a fucking like form of brainwashing, isn't it? It's like a weird cult. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's people on like Twitter. I don't want to give them too much like notice because they're idiots. Mm. But they literally are like defending Vince for this shit, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, like don't die on that hill. Like, give maybe... give your head a good fucking shake, because yeah. And they, oh, they, wow. do you think it's down to like, do you think it's down to like WWE versus everyone mentality? Tony Khan did this. I'd be fucking condemning him. Mm. If anyone in Impact did it, same. Anyone, anyone in the U, like the UK wrestling scene that we know, obviously it's it's been through like a, a cleanse already. Mm. 
Yeah, it has. Um, if anyone else comes out, it's straight away, get them the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like, this is no different. Like, if yeah. the whole the whole point of like the speaking out movement was to make wrestling a more safer place for everybody. Yeah. And while you've got that fucking cockroach at the top clinging on for dear life, surviving nuclear blast after nuclear blast, <laughs> then unfortunately, it within certainly within that company, because without like making any further allegations, obviously there's a few people that we know that were named within that who still have jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um it's just there. Uh, really, it's it's shocking, really disappointing, just unbelievable. Well, it's absolutely fucking bad. I mean, as you say, like other names there still in in positions of power and sets sets a, a, a bad precedent because it's well if they're still in that position and and they can get away of it or there's no comeuppance to them. Like, what does that put into the mentality of other people that unfortunately may have a kind of similar mindset, outlook, perspective, what have you? Like, just, oh, don't like it. It's it's fucking horrible. It's I mean, the whole thing. Yeah. Another thing just before we move on to the next little bit, which, um, which obviously uh, kind of can't go unnoticed is um, that like when when people like Mark Carano last year got fired and Johnny Ace and a lot of a lot of people said they'll end up with the job back eventually mm. because they know where the bodies are. Yeah, which makes me it indicates like this is probably a big deal of it. Yeah, but it indicates there's more that hasn't been kind of like discovered from this like investigation. Like this is just scratching the surface. This is just the tip of the iceberg, and uh, it, I imagine it goes. I mean, there is a chat and thing that that's something that gets swept under the rug all the fucking time, and it shouldn't. Mm, mm. She she should um have got a day in court with Vince with that. Yeah, but well, unfortunately she didn't. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's just awful. The whole fucking thing. Uh, just a little update as well from that Fightful article. Um, Vince w- was backstage at SmackDown continuing his usual duties in creative. And uh, since the publishing of the um, the second like Wall Street Journal post, uh, a memo um, went out to WWE staff stating, the Wall Street Journal has published a second story with expanded details on its initial WWE report last month. We want to reiterate that we are we and our board of directors take these allegations seriously. We have been cooperating fully with the investigation led led by our board of directors and will continue to do so until its conclusion. Please note that upon its conclusion, WWE leadership will make itself available to answer any questions that you may have. Thank you. Um, I mean, that's a lie because he's still there. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's straight up. Like, I, I, I don't want to belittle the fact that Stephanie's got the CEO role because mm. all power to it, that was... That was probably a fucking birth, right? Let's be honest. Yeah. But also, while he's there, and he's that close to her, mm. there's there's got to be some stuff where she'll be having to run stuff by him still, or make sure that mm. she won't be able to run the company like it's her company. No, definitely until not. Until he is gone. Yeah. That's like 
she just she just a figurehead for uh, for like that position, uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah. More on that, I guess, as the weeks and months go on. Um, as you say, I think this is just the tip of the iceberg, and unfortunately, I think there'll be an awful lot more to come of it um, as the investigation continues. Uh, we'll move on, but stick with Vince McMahon news. Uh, a long-discussed Netflix docuseries on the life and times of Vince McMahon has been pulled, according to a report from Denise Salcedo of uh, F4W Online and Fightful. She wrote on Twitter on Friday and said, sources tell me that Vince McMahon's docu- Netflix documentary has been pulled and is off the programming spreadsheet at Netflix. A source at Netflix confirmed it is no longer being listed on their spreadsheet, and another source at Netflix said, uh, that's shit out of here. Oh, that's that's shit's out of here. Uh, Another source indicated that the project was already deep into post-production and that several talent interviews had been done months ago and that millions were spent. I spoke to one of the producers on the project, however, they declined to confirm or deny this story to me. That's not nope. a surprise. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not, but also the documentary's just got fucking juicier, boys. Come on. True. Yes. Like, <laughs> surely, <laughs> like, this is this is something they'd want to show, but of course, it's probably yeah, been fucking. It's been funded, isn't it? Or like curated, or like Vince is heavily involved in it. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to yeah. be a very skewed perspective. It's very revisionist history. It's very, yeah. it, it's a lot of these, a lot of these like WWE produced things are almost like propaganda pieces. Mm. Like the ruthless the aggression documentary, really good documentary. Yeah. But then there's every now and again where they're like, oh yeah, well, Vince uh, was a visionary and he wanted to. Uh, he wants to change the name of the company to represent the direction they want to go in. Diddy um, Bulls, you were sued by the pandas. Not to do with getting sued by the WWF. Nope. Nope. He, he decided. Did he? Did he? Did he? Did he balls? Um, and even even like the Cena one, which is the most fascinating one for me, where he's like, <laughs> he's like, you you're gonna spin this yarn that I was a success, I was a failure. Mm. I was nailed fired. I, I I made that gimmick as like a last chance salute yeah, thing. Yeah. But and they do, they literally do it after John Cena says it. It's crazy. Um mm. but yeah, it's uh it's not surprising. I, I imagine they would have probably wanted to go into some of the murky waters and Vince was like, nope. <laughs> no, nope. stay in the kitty pool, pal. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna make me look as human as possible. That's right. Get voice on the case. Come on, there's a dark well, side of the ring documentary coming about there, surely. Well, uh, I'd be intrigued to see what their like deal with WWE that they signed is going to be mm. like now, because they're going to want to do a fucking episode on this. Yeah, and if when, they don't, uh, someone else will. The thing, the thing with Dark Side of the Ring is though, also is they always want to wait till the full story's out. Yeah, of course. Like they got asked about whether they do one on speaking out, and they went, "Well, no, the full it's happening now." It's going on. Yeah, exactly. They want to they want to wait till the whole things kind of come to light. Um, give all the facts, views, give all opinions. the facts, yeah. view opinions. Yeah, they don't want to. They don't cover current affairs. So, well, they could cover like the Rita Chatterton 
portion mm. of it, or mm. they could have initially. That's probably not going to happen now either, because there's been a big development in the story where it's like, oh shit, like this is all a long-standing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, you they could probably do a fucking series alone on Vince's fucking transgressions. So you know, yeah. dare or dare. But I, I'd be intrigued to see whether they withhold, like whether they hold up their deal with WWE, or they go, look, we, we'd like, we'd like to cancel that project. Mm. We're just going to do Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> like, <laughs> About we're, you. We're not, we're not, we're not going to do, do your fucking WWE things. We can just, just do Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> let's face it, WWE's thing, what, what, what are they going to want them to do? Mm. Like The thing is that <clears throat> WWE are already fairly decent at putting together docuseries anyway. You only have to look at a lot of the stuff on the network, like... Whether a lot of it is fucking revisionist history nonsense or not, like they're still capable of putting together a solid series of oh, yeah, episodes of and documentaries. So I don't quite know what they were gaining from. I, I think they were gaining like the kind of shooting style of Dark Side of the Ring, the way they do the kind of like silhouettes with like the dimly lit stuff mm. um, with the reconstructions. And they, they're just a way, their way of telling things is very different to anything WWE really puts out. Hmm. I get the aesthetic of it, but I mean, yeah, but, but I don't even know. even like the even like the way they like kind of shoot the interviews, where it's like looking right down the camera, mm. it's very different. Like WWE tried to sort of start utilizing that when they were doing um, they did that oh, evil series, didn't they? Whatever it was called, they Not did the evil, which I still haven't watched. Um, they did um, oh fuck, what's it called? It's like behind the match or something like that. Okay. But where they do like the, it's not called that, but it's they, they'll go behind the scenes of like a feud or a, or something like they did. The, there was like the random. Oh, one. untold. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They were using a similar sort of aesthetic for that. Right. But obviously with their own footage still. But mm. yeah, I, I think they just can't. They kind of want to take that from, and obviously, um, Evan Husney and uh, Jason. I'll never remember the surname. Are very good at what they do, and they mm. like if you you see like you you see something they've got their fingers, and you know instantly, yeah, that's those guys. Yeah. So it's probably why they want us to. Do it. Also, if they if they can get them to do something for them, then people then start like associating it with them more with that project and Dark Side of the Ring in their head, probably. True. True. Um, moving on anyway. WWE is talking success of Money in the Bank. Uh, behind the scenes with Fightful Report and uh, company execs have been told that the 2022 edition was the most viewed in event history and had the second highest gate of any Money in the Bank show. I, I don't know why. It wasn't It wasn't a terrible show, but I don't know... Well, they were trying to get the highest gate when they had the fucking stadium, but plans for it weren't. Mm, that's true. I do, yeah, I, it wasn't an awful show, but... Like I don't think the hype before it was was that big for it to be the, like. What were they showing hype wise before for it to be the most viewed? Like, what was it that was intriguing people for that to be the most viewed? Because I can think of money in the bank pay per views that I've been more excited to see over the years. But then, I mean, I think times the change. With, I guess the thing with money in the bank is it's one of those like concepts that kind of sell itself like the Royal Rumble. 
Hmm. But if you've got no interest in the people in the match, then the concept doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Fair. Do you know what I mean? Like, like the Hell in a Cell concept's really good, but aside yeah. from like Cody and Seth, I've not been excited for a Hell in a Cell match since what? I... Roman and Jay. And then before that. Probably. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. Seth Ambrose was the last other one where it was like blowing off a few. Mm hmm. But that's what I mean. Like, whilst I, I get what you're saying, like the concept is good enough to sell itself. Well, but if, if I mean, no one involved in that match is kind of compelling enough, or the build doesn't mean good, the concept um, doesn't mean yeah, anything. I, I think there was some compelling names within the match. Hmm. Like, I, I would have liked to have seen Sami Zayn win it, for example. I think he would have done the Lord's work winning that. Hmm. Um, that might have got me watching WWE at least highlights again because yeah, Sami Zayn's a someone who I enjoy. Um, that being said, uh, yeah, I think WWE, they've, they've kind of, um, they've got this kind of attitude now where they think that they don't need to really plug a card. They can, they can sell, um, they can sell events based on the fact that they are WWE and obviously mm. that is the case. I mean, yeah. there was that like graphic going around about many of like, how many available seats are for Clash of the Castle? Yeah, yeah. First WWE pay per view in like 30 years in the UK, 30 plus years. That's like a month later. And it's it's not selling great, is it? No. Nope. Um, I mean, <laughs> I think the ticket prices have probably also got something to do with that. But oh, yeah, like it's it's ridiculous how much like they're asking, like it's close to a grand, isn't it, for ringside? Yeah. Now, yeah. initially, the rumor going the word on the street, the rumor going round was a uh, was one match um, that was going to be Cody and Roman, which obviously that ain't happening. Mm-hmm. And the other one was going to be a uh, was going to be Drew versus a uh, Tyson Fury, which yay. Uh, Want to elaborate on that? Uh, apparently Tyson Fury is potentially returning to WWE Uh, give me sport reports Fury is talking with WWE regarding a potential return this summer nothing has been made official and it is unknown in what capacity Fury will return though the report notes his return would tie in with Clash of the Castle sorry Clash at the Castle which is slated to take place on September 3rd in Cardiff Wales no thank you but after that match for ages I mean for me one thing they could have done if you know they'd actually kept Drew like red hot and not having telling stories about fucking caves and shit um, is they could have they, like, well yeah built, built it up to Drew beating Roman at Clash the Castle mm-hmm. and there was, a, there was a lot of, there was a lot of kind of talk wasn't it though the potentially you were going to do Cody beating Roman at Clash in the Castle. Mm. Which, I mean, that would have been awesome. Yeah. I think Tyson Fury is a a bums-on-seats kind of attraction, isn't he? Like, if he gets announced for Clash at the Castle, that's yes, them flogging that would... a lot of tickets. People have paid to see him. Come on. Especially if it's in some sort of match capacity. It would. I don't like, yeah. the, I don't like the guy. I'm not like really no, but, follow a boxing but i know that he brings like, a crossover <laughs> appeal if you like 
It does, but people aren't going to pay what they're asking for. It's just to see no, 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 not that amount. But I also don't think it'll be long before we get some sort of flash sale, two for one tickets, like this, that, and the other. Because yeah, I mean the, like the other what, thing, less than two it, months out, and I don't know the good. other. The other thing is that uh, the train prices have like tripled to get mm. to car. Mm. So that's. That was the other like kind of defining factor for me of like yeah, as much as I'd love to see a WWE pay per view in the UK just for the, the experience of it, um, the, there's it's 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 gonna cost a lot of money. Like it, it's probably gonna cost for one day the same that it cost me to do three days in London for progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why would that? And at least with progress, I knew like exactly what I was getting into. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where this could get there, and we'd have, oh look, it's it's Happy Corbin versus Riddick Moss. Yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys really like that Street Profits versus Usos match? You have money in the bank. Let's <laughs> and, run it back and SummerSlam because we're getting it there. <laughs> yeah. And, and let's face it, there's not even a guarantee. As I said yesterday, there's not even a guarantee that Roman's going to be there. No. He probably will. As I said, I'd be surprised if he isn't. But as you said, there isn't, there's no guarantee. I mean, look look at the amount of like European tours they did without the world champion when Brock was fucking holding the belt hostage. Mm. When we I, don't, I don't think they're going to have much. Roman miss out on the first pay-per-view in the UK in 30 plus years part-time schedule or not yeah but saying that if the plan is to go with Drew against Tyson Fury are they going to make that the headline match in the UK and if so Roman's not playing second fiddle to that as champion is he so we do open the show what Roman yeah Says he either opens it or closes it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Hey, don't open it then in that case. They'd have Tyson and Drew close it, surely. I'd imagine so. Yeah. It's just fucking. Just a little bit. Uh, just a little bit sad, isn't it? <laughs> Let's move on. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it was reported by PW Insider Thursday, uh, July the 7th, that Naomi and Sasha Banks were uh, removed from the internal WWE roster. Um, Fightful exhausted their resources to get an update on the situation. However, nothing major has changed. Uh, they said Fightful has learned that Sasha Banks and Naomi disappeared from other internal rosters as far back as weeks ago. However, nobody that we've heard from on WWE's digital end has been prompted to remove them from their uh, official website's roster. There was an instance when, where someone was instructed to edit a Sasha Banks-related sign from the crowd in the WWE photo gallery. Um, Wrestling Inc.'s Raj Giri reported in June that Banks' release was complete and can confirm that several high-level talent in the company were of that belief as well. But still, WWE has not confirmed it in an official capacity to us. Talent Relations has not sent out an internal email notifying talent of the release and pertinent names on the um, in Talent Relations also had not been updated on any uh, 
pertinent uh, information regarding a release. When Fightful asked the WWE rep Thursday, we were told it was pretty quiet on that front. They weren't sure what or what wasn't cooking. Um, many were seeking answers regarding a tweet Gary put out last month regarding um, VP of Business and Legal Affairs and of, for Talent Relations, Erica Schreiber, helping handle this release. There's little information on Schreiber. And WWE did not respond when we asked if a person by that name is in fact in the role. However, numerous talent have confirmed Schreiber to be with the company. WWE Creative is operating on the assumption that Naomi and Sasha Banks aren't retaining whatsoever. One member of the creative team said that they'd not hit with any contingency plans or creative uh, prepared in the event that things come together. As of now, we do not have an official confirmation or denial from WWE on the contractual status of Naomi and Sasha Banks. Wow. Naomi tweeted something interesting out the other day as well. Um, bear with me. Let me find out what it was. Uh, this has been up and down and, and round the houses for weeks, even months now, nearly, hasn't it? Yeah, so uh, three days ago, she she put built not bought, air not given, hustled not handed, rare not average, which makes me think that uh, she might have, uh, she might be on her way else. Does, does also go on. since walking out, she's been very, very sparingly in her tweets. Uh, mm. She tweeted something with a something where she was with um, with Jimmy Uso and a few other bits and bobs, like Father's Day things, and then other than that, it was pretty much the BT Awards and reacting to Claudio's debut in AEW and live winning. The uh, the women's title, mm. <clears throat> but yeah. Otherwise, radio sounds. Does WWE miss a Naomi and Charlotte Banks? Charlotte Banks. Charlotte Banks. Sasha Banks. Sorry. I mean, we've we've all said certainly about Sasha that she seems like a bigger star than WWE. Mm. Naomi is a fantastic wrestler. She's always, for me, she's always felt like she's not really, she's not really had the opportunity to shine like she should. Mm. Whenever, whenever they kind of get her in that, like, whenever they give her the opportunity to kind of like do something cool, they just kind of forget about her or they like just take the belt off her or whatever. Mm. Like a little while later, um, I think if you get if you get Naomi on D and D's, she'll fucking She'll prove everybody yeah. who doubts that they're wrong. I think Sasha Banks, she'll, she's, so for me, Sasha Banks is the one where she could literally go anywhere. Like, World of Oyster. She'll not, go even, not even just wrestling either. Yeah. Hollywood yeah. TV. The fact that John Favreau wrote a role specifically for her from mm. seeing it on like a fucking advert for WWE. And then was like, I want her in The Mandalorian. Like she, she'll be fine. Naomi, I think she'll, she'll be like having a kind, kind of like the way um, a lot of other released uh, wrestlers have been who didn't really get the opportunity to shine like they could have, mm-hmm. where they'll just go on like a fucking tear. Yeah, like Steve Steve Mathlin's the one who comes to mind. Where mm-hmm. he's like 
he's an empath, but he's been doing like a lot of indies as well, and he's been fucking killing it. Yeah. Same same with like same same with Jonah to a degree. Mm-hmm. Same with Buddy Matthews. Like they've been they've been like going out and having banging matches wherever they go. Yeah. I think she'll do the same. Mm. Um I saw a few bits on on social media, people speculating where they couldn't couldn't go and you touched on it there a little bit going to the independence and obviously the the one big talk point is always AEW, AEW. Would you like to see either of them there? Do you think they would be a good fit for it? Or would you me, me and Big be almost on a weekly basis now say that if Sasha Banks shows up in AEW tomorrow, she first thing she should do is to throw into the Rosa. Yeah. Straight like away. Straight away because it's the right fucking thing to do because she's like she's probably without being on TV the hottest she's been in like since dropping the belt to Bianca. Mm. So if she shows up in AEW and she just wins the women's title, that's instant people who are like going, I miss Sasha Banks and WWE 10 and like changing the channel. Going, oh, she's there. Oh fuck, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um Naomi, to be honest, like as I say, I, I can see her going anywhere. Like mm. I could see her going to AW, I could see her going to Impact, I could see her just touring the indies. Like, I, I think for me, she's almost the more intriguing of the two because I think she's as I say, I think she's gonna have an axe to grind. I think she's gonna I think she's got a lot that she hasn't been able to show people. Absolutely. Like when she had that run as women's champion, she was really good. Mm. When she had like a little tiny run as a heel, and I was really intrigued by that. And he just took her off TV fucking ages and ten, brought her back as a face. Mm. Um I think she's got a lot more depth to her personality and her character than WWE ever let her show. Yeah, I'd agree. And for whatever reason that is, uh, like I think she'll. I, I can see her reinventing herself on the Indies, or like out outside of WWE because it could. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say could be an Impact, could be an AW, could be in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. That's that's the nice thing with AW of Ring of Honor come back up and like the start to kind of get the, the gears turning on that. Yeah, it's another yeah, place yeah. for people to wear. Um, could be in Japan. You know. Mm-hmm. Let's see Sasha in Japan. I'd I'd like to see Sasha do at least one tour of fucking Stardom and one tour mm. of Tokyo Joe, bro. Yeah. Um, Me and you both, mate. Don't book it, cowards. Let's move on. We've got two more bits of WWE news. We'll go to NXT UK. Uh, during a recent set of TV tapings, Ilya Dragunov was forced to vacate the NXT UK Championship due to injury. Following that, an eight-man tournament was announced to crown a brand-new champion. Tournament featured the likes of Trent Seven, Oliver Carter, Tyler Bate, and Joe Coffey. Tyler Bate went on to beat Trent Seven in the final. Woo! I should, I should have, I should have preceded that with spoilers. 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 Yeah. Come watch this NXT UK. It's fine. Come on now. I don't even watch it anymore, and I used to love it. Yeah, I just haven't got time. So it was a dislike it. I haven't got time. Yeah. Um, that's a shame. A real big shame for Dragon I Off. I think 
so he had a he had a protective boot on his foot, didn't he? Mm. When he when he relinquished the belt, right? Got a funny feeling it might be a kayfabe. You think he's going overseas? I think that I think that boot is like a chrysalis, and he's going to open it. A beautiful butterfly is going to come out, and Ilya Dragunov will be no more. more. And we'll have Oleg Smirnoff coming to NXT 2.0. Oleg Smirnoff. He's going to be like a proper 80s Russian. He's going to have a chain round his neck. He's going to have a Yashanka hat. He's going to have a little black mustache. It's going to be glorious. I hate you. Why'd you do that? Just because, mate. Oleg Smirnoff. I mean, (laughs) hey, hey, I could be wrong. We were thinking that Diego Chirito was going to fucking... Uh, NXT 2.0 and we've got Axiom he's got a beautiful man did you know um, <laughs> so <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh god so so we could have I mean you know what you know what they haven't done in NXT or WWE for a fucking while and they love doing it what you know what because you know technology and the future and all that right we're going to have Elia as a hacker aren't we oh god Behave. Either that or he's literally just going to be like Frenchie from the boys, which I'd actually be here for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I can't wait to see how they ruin Ilya Dragunov in NXT 2.0. So back back to the actual matter of hand, the NXT. Yeah. So, so Tyler Bates, a two-time NXT UK champion now. Yeah, I would have given it to Trent Seven. I'd have given it to Trent Seven too. Heal Trent Seven. Heel Trent Seven, I did. I managed to catch a video of him, like one of his promos that he caught, and it was fucking amazing. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, Heel Trent Seven is the best Trent Seven, as we were fucking saying for months. Mm-hmm. Aye. Aye. Yeah. Also, good to see Oliver Carter got to the semis against Trent and Trent just to beat them in the day. That was nice. <laughs> that was nice. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of uh, bad news on this WWE show. Should we end it with some good news? That'd be nice. And then keep the good news going because the first AEW wants some fucking awesome news. Yeah. Um, so, uh, top lad, Pat McAfee, current SmackDown color commentator, part-time wrestler, signed a new deal to extend this WWE run. The length of the extension was not confirmed. Uh, he's also set to face Happy Corbin at Summerfest. Um, WrestleVotes added, I'm told the Pat McAfee extension was signed a few weeks back to the thrill of everyone involved. WWE knows exactly what they have in, in McAfee and was steadfast on making sure they kept them around. Good job on them. I mean, Fuck yeah. that entry WrestleMania was fucking yeah. bad. Real fucking good. I'm, I'm I love excited. Pat. Yeah, I love Pat. I'm excited for SummerSlam purely to see Pat's entrance and that's the only reason I've got to be excited about it at the moment. <laughs> Obviously watching obviously watching it with you guys and having some beers is always fun, but like that's kind of like the what, Uso Street Profits Electric Boogaloo doesn't do it for you. Even 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 if they're gonna use that as the turn for Montez Ford. Do you reckon? Yeah. Not Daddy Dawkins. I think they're gonna have Ford turn on him. Montez Ford would be a better heel. Yeah. <clears throat> Dawkins, I think Dawkins would be a very one-dimensional heel, but he's also like did you see his little shoot promo thing he did? I did. I did. Sounds like Jordan's turned heel to me. He didn't sound happy, did he? He said you people a lot. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? I'm, I'm, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's like WWE's fucking heel thing. You people didn't believe 
<laughs> yeah, this, this is this is, makes a ton of sense. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, let's let's face it, no one could afford part of his contract that ended up he's on silly money. Aye, he is big, big boy money, but yeah, good news, good news. Uh, that's everything for WWE news. Let's move on yep. to AEW and Ring of Honor. Uh, oh, yes, a big one to kick things up. That's nice. Uh, oh, Tony, some fucking really good news to start us off. Really with. good news, mate. Tony Khan is once again addressing the idea of a United Kingdom uh, of United Kingdom and Canadian events for AEW, citing a hopeful window of summer 2023 for an event in the UK. Uh, quote: Yes, I plan to go to both those places, and hopefully both of them in the next year. Uh, Tony said on My Mum's Basement with Robbie Fox. The UK may be a little further off, but next summer, I don't think that's crazy. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. And that gives us a lot of time to plan it and make it really special. So I have some ideas for events and things we can do in the UK that would still not cut into our business revenue in America and create new inventory and new revenue in the UK. So I'm excited for that. So I think next summer would be a really exciting time for that but not kicking it down the road another year and another year after that. I hope we can really lock in some plans now that travel has finally become more stable and reliable. Great news. It's about fucking time. Yeah, I think I, I, I think in a way it's quite clever. They've kind of hold, held off on it to kind of establish the foothold a little bit more in America because a, a lot of the stuff that was kind of coming out was you haven't even done like any of the West Coast of America now they're obviously doing a lot there. Yeah. Um, and he, I mean, he's he's got a fucking footy ground there. What, why is he? Why is he acting like it's going to be a hard fucking thing to do? <laughs> he's literally got to fucking get the like the licensing for the event. And that's it. Um, that being said, <clears throat> I cannot wait. I. And this is the this is the thing. So we were talking before about Clash of the Castle not selling well, and um, yeah. WWE thinking they can go on the name recognition. AEW all announced this and it'll sell out in fucking minutes. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And but the the difference is, is you know you're not going to get given a shitty card. You know, for a fact yeah. they're going to put on one ridiculously silly, awesome dream match that you'll be like. Why are you giving us this? <laughs> put Suzuki vs. Danielson on fucking YouTube for Christ's sake. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, have you seen have you seen what they're doing with the um, All Atlantic Championship? Yeah, it was uh, it was at Rev Pro in Sheffield last night. No, it's being me. shown on Dark. Yeah, yeah, they're showing all packs defenses on Dark, which is yeah, yeah. Awesome. So my mate was at the Sheffield one last night. Um, he's also on. Rev Pro's Summer Sizzler, the 23rd, I think. Who against? Uh, is he going to... can't remember. Is he going to kill Bill the Ostrich? Bill <laughs> the Ostrich. Um, I can't remember. I'm sure he's on it. I don't think I'm making it up. I think he's on there. He's on, he's on OTT's uh, Summer Show against uh, LG, LJ Cleary. Which point uh, danger. Let me have a look. I'm sure he was on that. What have we got? 
Uh, oh no, this is everything for high stakes. I saw something earlier. I'm fairly certain his name was on it. Was it wrong. was it not the OCT one? No. Oh, oh well. Either, either way, I like the idea of uh, Pax doing like a UK mayor that's all. Yeah. Going around UK promotions. Yeah, yeah. Probably won't be progress though, given you know their work with the. Uh, Mox is going on as like made the tour of the US with the AEW interim championship. Why don't we have the All Atlantic Championship defended against Mox on an oil rig in the middle of the fucking Atlantic? Big Ave. Oh, it'd be so good. International <laughs> waters, Mox is going lunatic mode. <laughs> oh no, no, you can't call him lunatic anymore. Shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it'd be fucking great. Mox and Pac just going. Going another round on a fucking oil rig like lunatics. <laughs> Outstanding. But I'll be definitely buying tickets for that show as soon as they announce over here. I'm a, a thousand percent I will be buying tickets for that. Yeah. I very, very excited. Wait to get to my first AW show. Yeah, man. So moving on, uh, some contract news. Now, Colt Cabana is technically still signed to All Elite Wrestling. The talent we're told that wasn't always going to be the case. Um, Fightful Select stated as far back as March Fightful had heard rumblings from AEW talent there was a bit of an internal uproar over the idea that Colt Cabana was was not set to be renewed by AEW many on the roster assumed initially this was due to the contentious relationship or lack thereof with CM Punk however in the months that followed the lesson focused on the Dark Order in general and AEW not coming to terms with Alan Angels and Sue Grace and changed some of those assumptions. There's still plenty of belief, however. Um, there's still there is still plenty of disbelief. However, we're told by numerous AEW talent that they caught when several months ago that there was word that Colt's deal was with the company was not being renewed. Cabana's an extremely popular popular person backstage, both from his work in AEW and outside. And we've heard that numerous talent voiced their displeasure on this and went to bat for Cabana. Since then, he ended up working the ROH Supercard of Honor events. Um, sources indicate it's a fightful that Cole Cabana is almost never at AWTV, if at all, and it hasn't been booked to compete sometime. Around mid-April, most believe that Cabana was re-signed as part of the Ring of Honor brand. I mean, Ring of Honor original makes all the sense in the fucking world to keep in this. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the last time we saw him was when Danielson kicked his teeth out and then held him up to the camp. <laughs> yeah, we've got on on holding the seat the following week. Mm. Yeah, I like to see him about. It's good ag, good lad. Um, yeah. yeah, like you say, Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor uh, makes perfect sense. So it, it definitely feels like they're putting a little bit more of an emphasis on the Ring of Honor roster. Mm. Have, have you watched uh, Rampage yet, or are you watching that tonight? I'll try and get to watch it later on. I won't say anymore. Oh, I've seen yeah. a couple of bits happen, but yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It, seems, it seems like they're getting. I, I wouldn't be against those saying this to be tasty a couple of weeks ago because it's been very Ring of Honor focused the last couple mm. of weeks. And we see it with Death Before the Zone around the corner. Mm. I wouldn't be against them using Rampage for a bit to like, even if it's just putting one Ring of Honor match on there. Just to establish it, get eyes on it a little bit for those that don't know. Yeah. Minds, hmm. although it seems like a seems like a there's a bit of a progression on that, doesn't it? 
<laughs> Aye, it does. Um, next up on Friday, AEW will release their first orchestral EP. The first installment of our multi-EP release, AEW Symphony Series 1 Drops, expanded arrangements of your favourite AEW themes. Series 1's track list consists of Brian Danielson's Valkyrie song, Stark Man Jones, Ricky Starks, Kenny Omega, and the Dynamite theme tune. Orchestral theme uh, version of Ricky Starks' theme. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. Indeed, that'll fuck. Yeah, that sounds like it'd be pretty cool. I look forward to that. Yeah, I, uh, Mikey Ruckus was teasing uh, this ages ago, um, and he, he even he even teased that he's going to try and like take it to a couple of like to a couple of venues as well, like tour it hmm. once he's released like the uh, the whole load of EPs. Banging. So that'd be cool. He does. Um, someone else that's pretty cool is that AW doing like a little angle off TV. Um, so Brody King attacked Darby Allen at a recent in-store signing. Uh, Allen was at an in-store signing at Seattle's South Centre Mall when Brody King arrived, choked Allen out and delivered a vicious powerbomb on Darby through the merch table with several fans in attendance catching the action on their phones and obviously uploading it to Twitter as you do. Um, <laughs> uh, this come off the back of uh, Brody King spinning Dar- Darby Allen's display of respect after Dynamite went off the air so that was like a little fight fight TV exclusive as well So and then they put it on Twitter um, so again a lot of kind of like out of the box thinking of building up like storylines here um, um, with the impromptu impromptu attack it seems as though a major programme between either Brody King and Darby Allen or the House of Black and the Dudes with Attitude is set to take place in AW. Nice. I mean, have you seen the footage of the handshake thing? No. Ma- Malachi Black looks like he wants to drag Sting to Hades when he looks at him. <laughs> he, has, he has a stare down with Sting like you're going to fucking eat his soul. Nice. So, you know, if you get Malachi Black versus Sting out of this, I'll be fucking happy. Oh, yes, please. Uh, jump back round to some Ring of Honor news. Um, they've announced three matches for their Death Before Dishonor show. For the Ring of Honor Pure Championship, Wheeler Utah versus Daniel Garcia. Yes, please, and thank you. Uh, yep. Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships, FTR versus the Briscoes Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. Give me all of that. And for the Ring of Honor Television Championship, Joe of the Samoa against Jay Lethal. That'll be all Samoa right, too. Boy. Joe is going to kill Jay Lethal. Aye, he will. Actual murder on Jay Lethal. Hmm. Um, yeah. When I'm, I'm, is Death Before Dishonor? Remind me. Uh, it is a week on Saturday, the twenty third of July. Oh, oh. Day before, day before twenty four seven. Uh, Why are you are you going down to London the night before? Now I might be in Manchester for Rev Pro. Ooh, sub Sizzler. I don't know yet. Got to work out logistics between getting from there to London the next day for progress. So, see. Just if you, I've got an idea for that, I'll talk to you about it after we get off the air. <laughs> Bear with me. All right. But next yeah, up, mate. But also another match they kind of like teased. Um, well, I say teased. They all but announced it on Rampage was. Um, 
was Serena Deep versus Mercedes Martinez. They've kind of had like a oh, thing oh, where yeah. they, they've had like it's been quite a cool storyline. So they've just they basically were just like teaming up, but like trying to outdo one another as they were teaming up. Mm. So it it was more it was less about like them trying to become like an established tag team and more. I want to kind of show you that I'm better than you by being better than you in this tag team, um, <laughs> which is quite a cool little uh, dynamic. And yeah. uh, then Serena Deeb went full murder Deeb on um, someone, one of the jobbers they were fighting. And Mercedes like, look, it's enough. And then Deeb attacked her and fucking tried to destroy her knee as well. So probably get nice. Serena Mercedes Martinez, which will That'd be, be a fair. Yeah, I man. think. I think Serena's going to dethrone Mercedes there. Okay. Because. Isn't that Mercedes' first defense? No, she's defended it a few times on Dark. Oh, okay. Um, I don't watch think, that much. I think she has defended it on. Um, what's the other one? She's defend, I think she may have defended it on either Rampage or Dynamite once as well. Oh, okay. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, she's done, she's done a few on Dark and Dark Elevation. Um, I I just think that Serena Deeb's a bit more like OG Ring of Honor. I, I believe she was, if she wasn't in Ring of Honor, she was certainly in Shimmer, which at the time was Ring of Honor's like women's offshoot. Like, ah, uh, uh, right. And she was like the face of Shimmer. So, oh, okay. That's cool. She kind of makes more sense to win the, uh, the ROH Women's Championship, the Mercedes, as mm. much as, as much as I think Mercedes fucking deserves it, and she's great. Yeah, like I think Serena's put in the work to kind of like with it with an AEW to kind of like get her flowers in that sense. Like she had that bang of Thunder Rosa. Uh, was it double or nothing? Was double or nothing? Yeah, it was. And she she had she had like some really good matches with Sheeta earlier in the year. Um. She had that really good match with Riho last year as well. So I think give it make her kind of like the face of the women's division within Ring of Honor mm-hmm. would be quite cool. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm I'm real excited. I'm also more excited because Jonathan Gresham's match that I thought was gonna happen, probably not gonna happen. Which means that Gresham could 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 be wrestling. Somebody a bit more exciting than we thought. <laughs> Seeing as he's he's defending his ROH title against Lee Moriarty at Fighter Fest. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and and those two people he called out last week on Rampage when he cut that fire promo. I haven't seen it yet. Who is it? Not no, sorry, not the not like Rampage just got on the one the week before. Oh, okay. Um, it was um couple of uh, Blackpool Combat Club members. Yes, please. A, a, a dragon and a Swissman. A dragon and a Swissman. Um, wow. It might not be the dragon, based on well, a couple of things that came out recently. Apparently, um, apparently, like, the, the this was this was always the plan for Gresham. Um, for, like, and he was going to do an open challenge at Death Before Dishonor, and that was how Claudia was going to debut. So, oh, okay. I've got a funny feeling that we could be getting Claudio versus Gresham. Yes, please. And I've got 
the fear for both of those guys because I don't know who will win. And <laughs> you don't know who you want to win. I'd I'd love to see Claudio like get the, get it because it was like the one belt that like eluded him before he went to mm. WWE. Yeah. But at the same time, I think Gresham's got a lot of fucking a lot like a lot of miles left on that title ring. Right? Yeah. Agreed. But, you know Agreed. Either way, I think I'd be happy with whoever won that. Uh, fine elements. Uh, Miu Yamashita of Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling has earned a future shot at the AW Women's World Title after defeating the champion Thunder Rosa in a non-title bout Saturday night at Ota City General Gymnasium in Tokyo. Uh, the match took place at uh, t- uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling Summer Sun Princess 2022 event. Easy for me to say. Um, Yamashita countered an inside cradle into one of her own to score a pin on the AEW champion. Uh, the two engaged to stare down after the match before shaking hands. Rosa previously declared if Yamashita were to defeat her, she would grant Yamashita a future shot at the AEW women's title. No date for this match has been given. Um, nice. Thunder Rosa did say in the post-match press conference as well uh, that she'd have to come to the States to wrestle for the belt. So... And Yamashita is coming to America in about two or three weeks. Nice. So I wouldn't be surprised if this happened on Fighter Fest. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool that like Thunder Rosa is representing the championship within Japan. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm genuinely shocked that because um, one one thing that's kind of that we've kind of heard previously. Is uh, that like Tony Khan can kind of like have like a bit of an input on how people from the company get booked? So if like if like he's if you've got like a champion who's wrestling on a show, you can kind of go. I, I don't want you. I don't want them to lose. Um, yeah, the other, the other. Um, so it's interesting that he's not like nixed this mm. make me think that they've got the plan for the match and they, they've had the plan for the match in place prior, prior to it yeah yeah um not overly familiar with me Yamashita, but i've heard very good things i'm sure if we asked dan and spoke about that they'll they'll have a lot of input on the matter mm. but either way she's a joke she wrestler she's gonna be fucking banging definitely definitely <laughs> uh that's right. everything for aw yeah um Let's go to the rest of the world. So, yeah, uh, wrestling entertainment series. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, that was uh, Aikam and Razar, the former authors of Pain uh, in WWE. Their new upstart promotion. Uh, they've cancelled their UK show again, just days before the show was set to take place. In a statement on their Twitter page, they said, Dear fans and followers, Unfortunately, we will have to cancel the event scheduled for this Saturday at the Motorpoint Arena in Nottingham, England. We are deeply saddened in the news that we have to share this. Uh, sorry, that we have to share, but with so many talent not showing up, we have no choice but to cancel the event. Our team has worked so hard as an event in the day, uh, sorry, day in and day out for the fans to come uh, with a different type of wrestling event and believe that we are still able to show that in the near future. Uh, we do want to say that all our talent that was scheduled have been paid in full and that Lena Fanene was paid her deposit as well while she changed her mind and didn't want to show up and wrestle anymore. For now, we have to apologise to this, but we promise that it will not end here. See you soon. 
team was. Um, Those carnies. I, I, I see a lot of people uh, saying, like, fans not getting refunded, but I'm certain I saw something where they refunded all their fans, so I, I don't know where that's come from. I like, want, want, Hooked on Wrestling uh, were like, oh, we're putting a show on for everyone that had tickets for this Wes event because you're not getting your refunds back. And there was a statement put out by them said every ticket holder is getting a refund. So I, I, I don't get what's going on there. Where's, and I, where's I that come from? One thing that did come out was all of the UK-based talents hadn't been paid for the events. Right. Um, I haven't seen anything. I mean, I, you'd assume the fans would get their refunds. But that's the thing. Um, as I say, like, I think it was hooked on events or someone just said, oh, we're putting a show on, or we're putting something on. <clears throat> I think it was a watch party or whatever it said. And anyone that had a ticket for that show, um, something along the lines of, because fans weren't treated right and they should be entitled to a refund. And I'm like, but but they did get a refund. So why is everyone crying? I, I know Dean Matardi did a uh, meet in Greece as well. Was that the hooked on wrestling thing? I think so, yeah. I think okay, so I think with that it wasn't so much they weren't getting a refund. It was um, it was more that if you bought a ticket and you travelled to Nottingham wanting to go to a wrestling show, right, you can then get a free entry to this like meet and greet thing. Got you. You just got to kind of show your receipt that you, you paid for a ticket at some point. I see. I see. So you know, like three hundred people might be might be showing up with them, um, or might have shown up with them. Um, <laughs> Fightful Select updated saying uh, Wes is still in a mess after their second uh, cancellation the ambitious company has now cancelled their second show blaming talent not showing up on the event being cancelled um, however it was made clear to Fightful by numerous sources that mismanagement of poor ticket sales were the reason uh, Matt Raywalt uh, was the first to speak up on this uh, go around saying they asked him to pass on another book and to work their show with the understanding he'd be paid up front. It was confirmed to us by others that he was effectively ghosted and never sent an agreement after that. Um, the company claimed to pay the talent on the show, which is half true, and only because they had to. Um, we're told after a talent management group had several talent messed about due to the first WES show, they required payment up front before allowing any of the, those talented people We've confirmed Moose, Big Demo, Stethelander, and Eric Young were among those that have been paid. Several were given f- uh, flight credits to stay home as well, but um, that's where the positives ended. Um, we're told that Nia Jax was paid about half of what she'd agreed to and was only and only due to being paid half up from being in her agreement. She had made it clear as far back as June the 23rd that she wouldn't be making the show due to the unprofessional nature of the promotion and had actually offered to pay for a fan's travel cost to help them out after the first cancellation. In addition, we've heard from numerous UK talent that um, that have not been paid for the show, contrary to WAS's statements. Um, also, talent had not received pertinent hotel or visa information that would have even made the trip a reality. Several talent on the show found out about found out the event was cancelled when the social media announcement was made public in in total, there were between 300 to 400 tickets sold. Uh, Mojo informed us he was imminently making a statement and that was or- and was already hoping to try and make it up to fans and talent that were impacted by holding a meet in Greece. He let us know um, that he was excited to return to the ring at this event, 
We've had several talents associated with both sets of cancellations who made it clear they'd never work for the company again. Many of the planned roster had even worked the event as a favour to the former Ackerman race star. Jesus. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the Mojo thing, I didn't put the full thing in, but he did like a meet and greet. Uh, it was like a party, wasn't it? So it was like, it was, he said there was like a bar there. There was uh, like a meet and greet with him. I think he got a couple of other wrestlers, like UK wrestlers who were who made, like lost their book and involved. Mm. Um, Cocktail sausages, cheese and pineapple yeah. on a stick, all of that, yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah, a, a, like little butty trays by the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Cheese puffs, can, salt and vinegar twirls, onion pin rings. The tail. Pin, um, the tail, <laughs> pin the tail on the brawn, huh? Nah, he's too busy rolling his narrative, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so um, a lot of uh, the talent earlier, like, did reach out. Uh, Chelsea Green was... Like it's really low to blame the talent for that, which is true. Like the thing is, they barely advertised this event. Mm. Um, was Chelsea Green on the show? She was, was on she... the first one, yeah. The first she pulled. But no, hang on. There wasn't a first one. This is the same one. They just postponed the first one. The they first didn't, they didn't outright cancel it, did they? They just no, postponed but, like, it. Half the talent pulled out from the first date. Right. So then they moved it. Brought in some new talent, and this is the one that's been cancelled. Yes, got you, got you. But like Adam Share wasn't on this one; he got replaced by Moose. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. A, a lot, as I say, a lot of talent who were advertised on the mm. first one pulled out. So yeah, Chelsea Green, like said, it was really low. Uh, right, Braun right. said something along the lines of, like, it, it, I can't remember what he said. It was, it was like proper like wrestling response. So he's like, I'm not a stooge. Well, the truth's going to come out on this, but it's not a really. shit joke. I was like, why don't you just fucking say that, dickhead? <laughs> just out them. Yeah. Because um, he doesn't want to burn all his bridges, does he? He wants them to control their narrative. That's right. Or someone else to control their narrative. But not him. Not him, no. That was, his, that was fucking well, is in to get fucking control of your narrative over here. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> But yeah, um, <laughs> um, it, it's just a fucking shit show. Like the thing is, they they didn't do the research the first time, so they did it like they did the Jubilee weekend when travel was going to be a fucking nightmare, and there was already established shows that have been excuse me, advertised for months, like Super Strong Style sixteen. Yeah, and um. I think there was a couple of other shows as well knocking about. Wasn't there another indie show in Nottingham as well? Didn't Rest Carnival have a show that weekend in Nottingham? Uh, maybe. Either think, way. Um, either way. Fucking do your research. Either, either way, they like they didn't check any of that out. Mm. They were they were basically just trying to do look at us. We're the big XWWE guys. <laughs> this island doesn't have wrestling. <laughs> um, didn't do the research. They postponed the initial one for the Jubilee, put it back like a month. And then they didn't do any like real promotion that month. No. Like you look at their Twitter account, they've literally posted like four or five tweets. Yeah, it's not that month. Mm-hmm. One of them was the cancellation. Um, one was like an advert for fight on for the show fight, which they deleted. Um 
like you if you're doing a big your first event again it goes back to the whole WWE thing of like thinking you can sell an event based on the fact that they're WWE name, names on the post that faces on the yeah, post these that, guys oh I remember these they were in WWE yeah so we come to the show <laughs> but these guys tried like ambitious is one way of looking at it stupid's another like mm. They tried to fucking hold, like, go to a 15,000 seat arena and they sold like 300 to 400 tickets um, because they thought, oh, yeah, we've got all these XWWE guys. Great. Mm. Still, I'd still wouldn't like, still try and fucking try and fill like in a thousand, two thousand seater like, yeah, exactly. before you fucking do that. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I I said a lot. I think it was just a cash grab, and I, I stand mm-hmm. by that. Do you think it was just a fucking massive cash grab? Yeah. They they thought they thought they could put that card on people would fucking pay the money they were asking for it, and then they they'd have like they'd have like a sellout. That's what they thought. Mm-hmm. They didn't think that they'd put that card on people would fuck because the, the UK wrestling scene's like in a really good place right now. WWE aren't even coming here when they do their house shows and selling out 15,000 capacity no. venues. Like I saw it at the NEC back in October. It was probably about half full. Yeah. Maybe I mean. a little more, but not a sellout. And they're established names. The, the, the fucking, the biggest circus in town, not the best, the biggest. Yeah. But that, that's and, what I mean. Yeah. So I don't know who they think they fucking are. <laughs> as I say, if they had done, if they had run this event ten years ago, they probably would have sold it out. Back when, back when like indie wrestling in the UK wasn't in its best way. Mm. But right now, especially like post pandemic, where it's starting to get a foothold again, it's starting to get mm-hmm. a much much healthier situation than it has previously been in. Yeah, like don't. Fucking, don't like it, it's it's like them running like this like that kind of show like I don't know in New Jersey where GCW have got their fucking stronghold mm-hmm. and running it the same weekend that GCW are doing like a four a four like show weekend I'm called come come see all these come see us TV guys <laughs> I like you've got the diehard fans who are like yeah but I want to see Effie <laughs> you know what I mean yeah 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 yeah. Fucking stupid, man. Mm. Carny fucks. Clowns. Uh, speaking of UK promotions, Progress Wrestling have announced that Konsuke Takeshita will wrestle Robbie X in Sheffield on August 13th and Dean Ormark in Newcastle on August the 14th. Dino! Yay! Why, why aren't you that excited, Otto? It's not really my bag. Which one? Dino or Takeshita? Robbie or Dino? I don't know I any of I don't know any of Takeshita's work to comment on it. Like I'm not saying even are bad. They're just not not you, my stick. You'd, but you'd like Takeshita, yeah, yeah. As, as Big Tasty describes it, very nice. He's like if you like created a, the perfect Japanese wrestler in the lab. Like he's like part part Tanahashi, part Okada. Nice. Yeah, he's very good. Um, As I say, this match with Lee Moriarty. 
chef's kiss. Are you going to either of them? Uh, I am working on the Sheffield one, which is annoying because that would have probably been the easier one for me to get to because um, it's much cheaper to get mm. there. I am off for the Newcastle one, so I'm going to attempt to go to the Newcastle one. Nice. Um, yeah. Plus, I, I think out of the two, I think Takesh will probably have a better match with Dean Olmark just because they've got similar styles. Okay. Whereas Robbie X, lovely little flippy boy, isn't he? High-flying Robbie X. Yeah. That's it. Whereas, because Dino can do like a lot of like kind of traditional wrestling stuff, I think he'll have a lovely little match. Yeah. Um, moving on anyway, we've got an update on Kota Ibushi. Uh, he gave an update on his shoulder on his Twitter account, um, and it ain't good news, sadly. Uh, saying, sadly, my shoulder injury is getting worse. I've done my recap according to the instructions and the guidance of my doctors and trainers, too. I'm not risking anything this time. Physically, it's been eight months and I still can't do a single push-up, so I'm making a calm decision. I'll say it again and again, but I'm not giving up. Abushi said that his shoulder won't move at all and he probably overdid it for many years and that was just doing um, that he was doing better in December than he is now. Um, he continued to say, uh, if I wrestled now, my shoulder would dislocate in less than a minute. I'm sorry that it's gotten worse and made my daily life difficult instead of having rested again for a little under a year I will do everything I can to take care of my mother he said um, so yeah he's looking after his elderly mother as well uh, and then trying to rehab a shoulder um, yeah I just, uh, all I want is the, all I want is the best for Kota Ibushi because he's a yeah, wonderful man, man. he is um, that's a shame actually so Kester has a few little bit little bushy tricks in his uh, wheelhouse as well. Thinking about it, nice. Like he likes kneeing people as hard as he fucking physically can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I um. I think Abushi has more than earned a lengthy period of time off, mm. given his body work in the last couple of years. Yeah. And the shit he had to go through. Um. It, it's interesting, isn't it? Because he's. He's largely burnt all his bridges in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, then yeah. looking after his mum, he's not going to leave Japan. So unless like I mean strange things have happened with uh, certainly with New Japan. Um but yeah, I I imagine he'll uh, he's just gonna take all the time he needs. Yeah, fair play. As you say, more than deserves it. Um speedy recovery. Uh because yeah. He's a good one. Uh, stick with some more uh, New Japan news. Uh, during their 2022 business strategy presentation on Thursday, New Japan, pres- uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling President Takami Abahari uh, revealed that the wrestlers from Stardom's roster will be competing in New Japan's New Japan of America moving forward. That's cool. Yeah, it is. It is indeed. Um, oh, there's Mongo, a bit more on it. I just, I just noticed there's a bit more on the next page. It's, it's on two pages. Uh, this is major news after reports of stardom potentially being part of the AEW New Japan Forbidden Door were confirmed by Tony Khan, uh, who said in a post-show media scrum that there were talks of including stardom on the show, but it didn't work out due to them being booked and no longer having existing visas. During the press conference, it was revealed that New Japan will return to the UK in October, though an exact date was not given. 
that's cool. I definitely will go to a New Japan show over here as well. Yeah, it depends where it is. I'll travel for it. I'd, tra- I'd travel for it, but I just I want to know where about it is. What if it's in Scotland? Would you go there? I don't. I don't. Are you telling me fucking Kazuchika Kata that it's waste of time going up to fucking rainy Scotland? <laughs> Come on, mate. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it'll probably, if I had to put money on it, I'd say it'd be at Bethnal Green. Hey, you're called Bethnal Green. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where RevPro, like, have their, their home base. Mm-hmm. Um, seems to make sense. Uh, I think they did do one in Manchester, Bowlers Exhibition Centre one time as well if they've got if they've got any got any guts they'll do one in Liverpool how about that <laughs> then I don't have to fucking travel for it <laughs> do it at the do it at the Liverpool Olympia cowards I've not been to a wrestling show there for fucking years and I've, it's like I've never been to one ever I hear it's a bloody good venue it's the best venue for wrestling in my opinion the best yeah I genuinely think it's the best wrestling venue I've been to it it's the fun fact about it. It's the only, yeah, you get, you think you get facts on the NXT one? You get some facts right now. Um, it's the only purpose built circus in the UK. Really? Yeah. Um, That's cool. It's, it's a very cool venue. It's also in the TNA Impact video game. Really? The England, the England location is the Liverpool Olympia. That's As awesome. personally, personally requested by Alan Jones Styles. Alan Jones um, Styles. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. The phenomenal one. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's very cool. I'm, I'm very pleased with it. Um, do, do a show there. Last time I was there, I saw um, Cody Rhodes wrestle Sonata. It was bloody lovely. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. Ring of Honor, uh, War of the Worlds. We, we also saw uh, Dalton Castle versus... Uh, Hiromu Takahashi versus Kushida versus school. Um, All right. Don't worry about that. The young there versus uh, SCU. I'm trying to think what else was on there. Oh, uh, Bully Ray and the Briscoes versus LIJ. Nice. Yeah. Let's see the Briscoes do a bad murder on Naito the day after he won the G1. <laughs> um. I also too sweeted Hangman Page on the trip. So there. Um, moving on, uh, New Japan announced that John Moxley will face El Desperado in a no DQ match on July the 30th at New Japan Music City Mayhem. Also on the card, there's Clark Connors versus Davey Richards and Blake Christian versus Roman Takahashi. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> all of it. Every yeah, 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 yeah. bit. I'm Every down for drop. that. Uh, yeah. in the worst danger. What is he playing at? You'd think he wouldn't want to go back to America after Swerve nearly fucking kicked him into the shadow realm. Um, <laughs> but, you know, here we are. Um, <laughs> cool. Just, just all right, yeah. I, I'm going to double down on, like, wanting to be murdered. I'll call up the biggest, baddest dog in the fucking yard. <laughs> and it ain't Roman Reigns. It's the fucking Babadook. <laughs> the fucking Babadook. <laughs> Ma- Moxley's just fucking pacing in the fucking prison yard like the fucking demagogue in Russia and stranger things. Just waiting uh, to fucking eat. Just waiting to feast. Sensational. Yeah. Uh, move on. 
Uh, a couple of uh, UK uh, independent shows coming up over the next few weeks. Uh, more recently, or sooner rather, uh, is Coliseum Pro on the 16th of July at Conway Hall in London. Um, they've got a stacked first show um, with the likes of Charlie Morgan against Alice Inc., uh, Joel Redman and Doug Williams against Leighton Buzzard and Theo Doris. Uh, who else have you got on there? The Jack Stack, Daddy Shreddy against the Alpha Male, Yeston Reese. Uh, the Jack Stack, Daddy. Soon yeah. to be. What date's that? Sorry. That's the oh. 16th of July. That's this he, Saturday, mate. He won't, he won't be at them. The following week, he'll be the, the new TNT Ignition Champion because I don't see a world where Cameron Solar survives that. Sorry, Cam. <laughs> but not happening, mate. Uh, we've got. We've got nine nine stone of Scouse girl power, Harley Hudson. Uh, yes, Harley Hudson. L.A. Taylor, uh, Warren Banks. Red. Warren Banks against Sheik El, Sheik El Sham. Um, we've also got Kira Kaimir against Ronnie Knox uh, and a whole host of other matches. It's going to be a really, really good first show. Um, so, yeah, as I say, that's this coming Saturday, 16th of July, Conway Hall in London. Tickets are available. Um, in fact, if you use the discount code 30degrees, uh, you get 30% off your ticket. So absolutely do that. Um, what else have we got? We've got progress. In fact, no, before that, on the 23rd of July, uh, we mentioned it earlier, RevPro's, um, what's it called? Summer, Summer Sizzler. Uh, PAX there with the All-Atlantic Championship. Uh, hey, okay. it hasn't been announced yet. It just says Pack is back, so he's going to be there. It doesn't say who. Uh, we've also got the Great British Tag League Finals Aussie Open against Velocities. Um, Alex Windsor against Alexis Falcon for the undisputed British Women's Championship. Uh, Shota Umino against Yota, Yota Tuji. Suji, I can't pronounce it. That's it. Um, Sunshine Machine against Lycos Jim. Michael Oku against... Sunshine Machine! <laughs> Michael Oku against Luke Jacobs for the Undisputed British Cruiserweight Championship. Isn't that oh, mental? Wow. So they're, they're in a Cruiserweight Championship match, and yet Luke Jacobs is the Atlas Pro Progress Atlas Champion, which is the Hossboy Championship. Make your mind up which division you're in, lad. I mean, uh, Luke Jacobs is... He's he's a he's a big lad, but he's quite short. So maybe, he's not a fucking that's... cruiserweight, though, is he? Well, maybe maybe falls into the weight category because of his height. Sure. Then sure again, he no, he's, he's the same. He's the same height as me. Yeah, not a cruiserweight. Might be a cruiserweight. You don't know. <sighs> Come on. I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna search his weight now. Anyway, uh, there's also Francesco Akira against Speedball Mike Bailey. Uh, oh fuck me, that'll be good. Oh I. Uh, and a whole host of other matches. So, yeah, that's going to be banging. That's at Rev Pro's uh, Summer Sizzler uh, on the 23rd of July. And then the day after in London at the Electric Ballroom in Camden, we have got uh, Progress 24 7. Uh, that is quite the card as well. Uh, we've got the Thunder Bastard match, which has got uh, Dan Maloney, Axel Tisha, Dean Allmark, Gene Money. Man Like Darice, Spike Trevay, Robbie X, and Kid Lycos. Uh, Eliza Alexander, or Lizzie Evo, if you prefer, will be in action. Sunshine Machine against Leon Slater and a partner of his choosing. Swerve Strickland against Nick Wayne. Maggot versus Charles oh. Crowley. Kanji versus Laura DiMatteo for the Progress Women's Championship. 
Uh, and and not Cara Noir. No, 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 no. Tom Dawkins is there against LK Mazinga. Oh yeah. Tom Dawkins' first match in progress. Yeah. That'll be fun. So uh, that will that's, be fun. that's on the 24th of July. Um it's gonna be swear, swear Nick Wayne too is gonna be fucking stupid. Really big. He said might not be after. I might <laughs> be there, but I might not. Yeah. Um I could not find um Luke James's weight. So ah, okay. Also, finally, to talk about uh my big tasty's home promotion and one that you've been spending a lot of time at as well. Uh TNT have announced um for their GCW weekender, um Ali Catch and Blake Christian will be appearing at TNT Supreme Extreme. So it appears that like as well as just the GCW show, the TNT show is going to have a lot of crossover, which is nice. Um, yeah, man. Ali Katch will be facing Session Moth Martina, whilst Dean Allmark will be Blake Christian's opponent. Yes, please. Wait. Uh, also, TNT announced Flawless Victory um, on Wednesday, the 24th of August. It'll have eight competitors, seven matches. The winner will face the, the world champion, presumably, Dan Maloney. Um, at Summer Explosion the following night, uh, it'll be Chain Wrapped Arena with no no ropes and no pinfalls. Win by KO or submission only. Fuck yeah, that sounds basically, good. Basically, blood spot. Um, yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, it should should be fun. Um, They've also said where I can find it. There with me. Some fucking other promotion of kicking off about it. ICW, no old bud, whatever. Um, <laughs> good for them. Good for them. Let me try and find the original tweet that we were tagged in. Um, so, yeah, AWA competitors face off in a knockout tournament for a shot at the TNT World Championship the following night. Ropes out, pinfalls out. The only way to survive in the chain wrapped arena is by knockout or tap out, tap out. And tickets are available now. Lovely jubbly. That sounds yeah. really good. I'd like to try and get to that. They've also got uh, Project X, isn't that next Project week? Project X, which we spoke about last week, which is on the 21st. Jeez. Um, so much wrestling. A week on Thursday, yeah. So also the same day as Terminus' next show. Nice. It's going to be all yeah, uh, that is where they're going to have essentially an ultimate X match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plenty to watch, plenty to look out for, plenty of promotions to check out. Um, so, yeah, do so. Lots there. Um, that's the news. That's everything for this week. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll catch you next week. In the meantime, do give us a quick follow on our social media, Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod and Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hello, yes, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen has been summoned. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing. (laughs) 